Hello and welcome to Big Bandit Gaming. I'm your host Troy, and today we have Colton, Viva la Vida, Josh, Hey, and Isaiah. Oh, fish. Oh, fish. You might wonder what order I take, and I, I, I'll let you know every single podcast we've done up to this point it's been completely random where i'm like I, I can't forget anyone this is the first time i've looked at an actual order list so oh, wow. you know see i know i know savvy listeners will see that this is the order we will be going down our list in so yeah pop Ooh. quiz pop quiz um all right well just before this too uh everyone here had bets against me about getting the intro right but did we start over did we We're no you should have it was horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's fair. I guess There's I didn't. No time. I guess I didn't ask for your opinion. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. This is game of the year 2023. It's January 1st. It's time to do our game of the. No, no, it's not. It's it is February. It gave us all a little bit more time to actually beat the like infinite amount of games that came out last year. <laughs> Um, I'm, so, I very much needed. I don't know about everyone else, but I needed yeah, that time. I yeah, I did, did. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, uh, when did you guys complete your top 10 list? Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably say like Monday, Monday or Tuesday is when I finally put the final, like the final nail in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, did I've it. Been, go for it. I was just, I've been updating mine for a while, um, but uh, I I was so stupid today this morning and I went in and I I moved like one or two games and I'm kind of thinking should I move them back? I don't know. Hey, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> I had mine set like like maybe mid January and I think I just changed it like two hours ago, like maybe four games in like one <laughs> position. So mm, that's fair. Yeah. 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 I have a question. What? Yeah, what's up? Did you guys count how many games you finished this year? Yeah. No. No. Colton? No. I, I did, but I didn't I didn't like write it down. It wasn't a whole lot more than ten, I'll be I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't play a whole lot of new games. Yeah, I think it was like thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I, I had was it a huge number. I think I had bought around twenty five, twenty games. Like mm-hmm. this year, and then I beat like nineteen of them, and then like a few others old games I wanted to play. That's a that's a good percentage. Yeah, yeah. I, so I beat twenty nine games. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a, good, that's a good number. I think the last two years I've been under twenty, but uh, every year since then I probably was doing like forty to sixty a year, easy. But that did not happen. So. <laughs> Yes. that's okay you also yeah. got married in 2023 so yeah yeah well not yeah. even this year i think the last that couple years yeah it's been a, oh yeah I sure just had not had as much time and games are just getting longer mm-hmm. so it, it's hard yep. out there it's hard out there but hey i i was it was a pretty easier to make a top 10 for me i i wasn't like fish oh. in the bottom of the barrel by 10 but um no there's I, just so many good games it was hard to figure out where where to put them yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a good problem. It's a good problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, let's jump right in here then. Uh, speaking of reordering lists and not knowing if you made the right decision, let's oh just jump into our first category, and that is looking back. So this category is uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at our top three from last year. 
so we did our game of the year 2022 uh i didn't remember what my top three games were exactly but i wanted to go back and just let's just state our top three of last year and let, let just let 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 the audience know if you guys still agree with that or if you would change it i'll be surprised if everyone here is just like not nah, top three set that you know you just yeah we didn't give it a month like this year to let it like settle or rest you know yeah. so it'll be interesting um so colton we're gonna start with you uh what was your top three games last year uh, my number one was God of War Ragnarok, number two Elden Ring, and then I forgot I did this until I had to look back, and I did number three is Fortnite just because I played so much Fortnite that year. Like, that was like, like, I hadn't played that. I remember not playing that much Fortnite in, like, three or four years, like, since, like, the first, like, year or two of Fortnite. I think that's why I put it so high on the list. Yeah. Um, but I also remember I feel like there wasn't a whole lot for me to play that year anyway, so I felt comfortable putting Fortnite at three. I let you borrow you too. You could have played C. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, that was my bad. Uh, <laughs> and Sifu probably would have been in my top five just by looking at it. But I think, I think looking at it now, I probably would switch Elden Ring back to God of War. I really like God of War still. I still want to go back and like platinum it one day. But I, uh, it's it's totally more likely for me to like go and start a new play playthrough of Elden Ring than it is for me to go and platinum God of War. And nice. there's still times when I think about Elden Ring and I just like, wow, that was a really fun like three months that I had. So I think I think realistically, those two would probably be switched and Elden Ring would probably probably be number one for me. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Uh, Josh, what were your top yeah. three? Yeah, my top three, God of War, uh, number one. Number two is Sifu. Number three was Tinykin. Tinykin. Now, wow. my number five... <laughs> was Elden Ring because I, I think yeah. I was in the state of mind where I wanted to like punish the game for not being exactly what I wanted from from software because um, you know I, I complain a lot about like the open world and and things like that looking back now <laughs> I think I think I would probably move it to my number one whoa God really? of War yeah God of War I would probably bump down to my number four so I would it would go Elden Ring, Sifu, Tinykin, God of War. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Um so and I will go next here. So uh my top three, uh number three being Kirby and, For and the Forgotten Land, two vampire survivors, and number one was Elden Ring. Um I think looking at this list, I am still like a-okay with my top two only thing i would have moved is i had i think i had chivalry at like number six or seven mm, and i think i would have after this year i think i would have moved that up to three um and but no but not 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 much else on my top two i i still feel really good about those but yeah and i think god of war was number five that year so i think that sits exactly where where i had it so that's reasonable yeah, 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 I actually think I that's another thing I looked at. Uh, it wasn't in my top three, so I didn't mention it. But I totally would put chivalry higher. I I've played <clears throat> I played way more chivalry this year than I did in 2022. Yeah, same. like it totally it totally would have been 
probably number four or three for me. I'm weirdly very good at that game now. I, I never like had the intention of like I'm gonna play this and good like good at this game, but I'm, I'm gonna get competitive. I'm now too just just uh, by virtue of me playing so much of it, I am like actually competitive in that game where I'm doing like three on threes and <laughs> it's it's really dumb. Jeez. Yeah. I never meant for this to happen, but yes. Uh, all right, uh, Isaiah, let's uh, let's hear your top three from last year. We have Elden Ring as number one, Neon White as number two, and number three, Sonic Frontiers. And mm. I think for the most part, this is pretty like set in stone. It's weird. I still look back at 2022 and think, wow, there's actually a lot of games I would have loved to play. Like I still haven't really got farther into Kirby the Frog Land. And I haven't like picked up Signalis yet and, and like and a, and a few other games, of course. But there's one thing I will say, I've made way more progress in God of War Ragnarok just on a whim like a month or two ago. And I was like, ooh, this could have been this would be a lot higher on my list if like I, if I was at that point of the game when I originally did the list in 2022. And right now I'm more than halfway through the game. And now I'm like, oh, it probably would have made it to my top five. And as for Sonic Frontiers, I do think I enjoyed other games to the almost like to the same extent as Sonic Frontiers. But with that new DLC that came out in 2023, I feel like I, I, I would enjoy it even more if like that DLC was already a part of the base game. You think you like would have put it ahead of Neon White or Elden mm -hmm. Ring? Uh, I think would have kept it at number three. If I were to be like real with mm. myself and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, you would have put point B at number three. You love point B. <laughs> and I'm so like, you yeah, think you're, you're right. so you think uh, your number three is just more justified, more justified if it was like uh, the DLC on the base game. But sure. right now I feel like I would be like oh, point B or like, I don't know, any other game. But I still think Sonic Frontiers is high up there because it is, as every Sonic fan has mm. copingly said, a step in the right direction. Okay. Very good, very good. Well, it's interesting now that we went back to it. I think Elden Ring would have swept our game of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went back, so that's, yeah. I'm, I'm almost glad it didn't because it made it more interesting, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool. All right. Uh, so that is our just going in category. We're, we're just looking back. So let's move it on here. Um, our next category is the best old game of 2023. And what this category is, it's for a game that did not come out this year that we either liked or played a ton more this year that may have not made it on our top 10. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but like I may have put a certain game in my top 10 that you know that didn't come out this year um but there would be no place for it you know or like a live service game or something so yeah um so yeah so this is the best old game of 2023 so uh colton uh so like i said i've been playing a lot of or a lot more chivalry this year uh and i thought about that in this category but it, i would be the biggest liar on the planet if I didn't say it wasn't Rocket League because I think I've put in oh. I think I've put in a hundred hours of Rocket League just this year so that has been that has taken up a lot of my time this year is Rocket League if I wasn't playing like you know Spider-Man 2 or Tears of the Kingdom I was like I was playing Rocket League I think there's That's a number of years where this category would be Rocket League <laughs> maybe not the last yeah. two or three but yeah no, I get it. 
All right, uh, Josh, best hold game of 2023. So I didn't want to include any uh, remakes or remasters uh, that came out this year on my list. So the best old game I played this year is the Metroid Prime Remaster. Mm, that's an interesting oh. way to take it. I like it though. Well, I it it just didn't make any sense to squeeze in like there there is a lot of of remakes this year, and there weren't that many spaces for games, and I I didn't really want to crowd my like you know uh, six through ten with like all remakes. Yeah, uh, not mm. that I'm sure that that's where they would have landed, but it just felt weird. And this one specifically f- still feels like a very old game. So it, it still it plays very excellently. Uh, one of my favorite games I played this year. It looks great but on the it Switch. Is, it, yeah. it is like the best old game I played this year, beyond uh, any doubt. Um, but I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, Troy. <laughs> it's, I don't <laughs> think it's against the spirit of the list. It's, it's a very like you way of thinking, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but it's fine. There, nothing is precious that. Other, precious. other than that, it was The Witcher 3. You can throw oh, that out there. Yeah, no, fair, fair. Um, all right, cool. Uh, unlike Holden, I will put, I kind of played my hand earlier, but I will put Chivalry 2 on there. Oh, it is a, okay. a game oh. I have probably put, I mean, it's the most I've played a, played a game this year. I probably put oh, easily over 100 hours into it. Oh, really? You played that uh, much? Uh, I mean, I, there's no, like, timer on it. I yeah, should actually yeah. look, because Xbox does, like, keep track of time. It would include last year, but it's up there. It's really up there. Like, I would have been able to, like, beat entire RPG, but it is really that game where I'm like, oh, I can't go upstairs and focus on, like, like a really intense game, like Sam studying downstairs and I want to hang out with her. So I just like put that on and to her, it's just white noise. Cause it's just like a bunch of dudes screaming and, and <laughs> yeah. on fire. It's like not very distracting. It, so it's pretty easy to ignore. Yeah, it pretty much. Yeah. But it's also just a really fun, easy game to get in and you know, it, it's great. So yeah, chivalry too. All right, uh, Isaiah best old game of 2023. And I wanted to clarify as in like any old game or is it just 2023 games uh this is literally any game that did not come out this year that you played this year that you that you oh my put on this list god okay best too many old game of 2023 okay i think i think i want to really say can i of course did you yeah. play it this year i played it in 2023 okay. yeah of course I was already a big fan of Supergiant games since Troy introduced me to Transistor, and I thought, wow, the soundtrack, the music, the voice acting, everything about this game was hitting hitting all cylinders. And I thought Hades was just, oh, this seems to be a bit of an overhyped Supergiant game, but also I'm like, well, it's Supergiant, so it must be great. I played it, and Jesus Christ, that was one of the best if not the best roguelike I've ever experienced to the point where I was cheering after my 10th and mind, mind you seventh in a row win run. Like I did seven wins in a I can row. Confirm. There was it's, a lot it, of cheering. There was, it was so beautiful. I, I can't describe Hades two in a much better way than say for a game, a roguelike to require me to win 10 times. It was like the best like grinding and like build making that I've ever done. And I loved it. And I cannot wait for Hades 2. Seriously. 
go yeah. play this game yeah no great game great game all right cool that's a that's a good list so far guys all right let's just keep it moving then uh because we have a whole top 10 we're getting to and we have two more categories till the till the main event Ooh. i know i know so next category best music and colton i'm gonna throw it to you because i know you've said in the past on our podcast that music is one of the things that like you sometimes doesn't catch you in the same way as other aspects of games which i don't yeah, think you're I've, alone in that yeah i i feel like it really has to it really has to make a point that it wants me to listen to it or it has to be so good that it does catch my ear you know you know without me like trying to catch it um and this year i feel like it may not be it may not even be that fair for obvious reasons but my my choice is going to be alan wake 2. i can see you there but you don't see me anywhere i'm right in front of you i'm right here on this winding road what are you looking at is it your face on a pane of glass There are very obvious reasons why like music stood out in certain parts, but even in parts of the game where music wasn't the thing that was happening, like I still was like, wow, do that. Like, you know, I'd sit there, you know, you'd get done with like a chapter and every chapter you, it, you'd go to this really weird kind of spooky screen and just a song would play. And it's got like really like spooky lyrics playing and it's just like, you know, sometimes it's like an acoustic song or something. And and I sometimes I just sit there and listen to the whole song before moving on to the next chapter when I could have easily skipped it. And then there's obviously like the the main parts of the game. Some people might, you know, or a lot of people probably say the, the best alike. moment, the best <laughs> moment of gaming of the year. You know, that, that oh, was yeah, amazing. Dude. By like a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's Alan Wake without a without a shot. Like I'm looking maybe I would say maybe Sea of Stars had pretty good music, too. That mm. That's that's probably the second place for me. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Alan, too, is incredible with all its original music you know yeah um all right uh josh best music this year oh i totally am with colton in that music tends to just kind of bounce off 
and I don't really like take it in and I definitely don't if you like played a track from any of the games this year I wouldn't I probably couldn't tell you what game it came from so I had to go back and pick like the games I thought probably had the best music and then I, I went and listened to just a ton of songs like two three days ago and it, the my pick stood out amongst the crowd like I knew immediately I was like this is far superior to even the likes of Final Fantasy 16. Now I didn't play Alan Wake 2, so I, I can't say that your pick is crap. But your I don't like it. Your pick is crap, Colton. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Still says Bayonetta it. Origins is my pick for best music. Yeah, no, dude. All the like vocal pieces and like it's um, uh, it's I think it's, it's like, like Irish like, Irish yeah. folky music. Yeah, like is, Celtic inspired. It's it's very yeah. interesting. I just listened to that because I didn't play that game, but I just mm-hmm. listened to the soundtrack maybe three days ago. I was like, oh, that's not what I expected. It's really good. <laughs> Bayonet Origins. That's a that's a great pick. That that oh, it, really good songs. Um, all right. Uh, maybe someone could type that out in the doc and spell it right. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> I like the way it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so interesting that we did you two first because I think me and Isaiah are opposite. Where sometimes a music music is enough to make or break a game for me. It does. Um. I think there's certain genres that need to get music right. I don't think you should have a platformer with forgettable music. And I don't think you should have an RPG without, you know, really great music. Like, like there's some genres where, you know, you can get away with it in like a shooter, you know, it's great as it has, if it has it, but it doesn't make or break it. So yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's my thoughts on it. But um, I mean, it's a whole reason I played Nier originally, even when it was getting like 60s. As I listen to the soundtrack, I'm like, I don't care what this game plays like or what it is. Wow. I'm playing it just for that soundtrack. And mm. then found out later, I was like, well, that was maybe the best video game story I've ever played to this day. But yeah. All right. Uh, so my favorite music this year, Josh, is actually Final Fantasy 16. 
which is interesting because originally when I came off of FF16, I was like, you know, the music for like Sokin, who does the FF14 soundtrack, like it's just the library of just like melodic, Mm -hmm. like amazing music. Like Final Fantasy 14 is just filled to the brim with just like incredible music. And, you know, I was like, man, it's weird because like a lot of the music isn't made to be like forefront, like like oh like this is like zelda music or old final fantasy music where it's like the main thing you're listening to or the main thing you're one of the main things you're paying attention when you're like traveling it's kind of a little more subdued um but when it hits it it hits really hard and it really helps that i played that dlc and Mm -hmm. the dlc music and that boss music is just the most like grandiose craziest like song i've heard this year and then I went back and listened to like some of the open world music and I'm like, ah, this is actually like really pretty and really well yeah. orchestrated. I, I love the town themes and your hideout themes. Uh, all the boss music mm-hmm. can kind of get blended together, but every once in a while you have like a weird otherworldly like synth, crazy techno, almost like hyper pop thing going on. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, you still did a great job for what, for what the game is. I still think Final Fantasy 16 gets away with it, but I'm super glad Colton you picked Alan Wake too, because that was my very close number two. So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, the reason why I brought up Final Fantasy 16 was because that was my number two choice, and I was like, kind of going back and forth, but then I was like, no, I think Bayonetta speaks a little bit more to me specifically, but I definitely agree with your pick. Very good pick, Troy. Thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, oh, and I'm, I don't want to maybe spoil Isaiah's. I'll tell you what got close to, but Isaiah, take it. I um, I watched a whole video you sent me, Troy. It was like a 30-minute video about sampling in music and especially video games. And uh, it was very, like, intriguing and, like, educating. I, w- I loved how, like, when I watched it, there was a lot of iconic sounds from, like, continuously used sample albums. Like, you know, they're meant to be sampled. That I heard in fighting games and, like, and, like Naganuma's music from, like, like, what's it called? Jet Set Radio, mm-hmm. and I feel like I get a lot of that like energy with Pizza Tower. I binged that game like the last half of it. I binged it Wednesday and I 
freaking that's in your spot no continue <laughs> continue <laughs> i i loved pizza tower already but the soundtrack really sells it with that red and stimpy like sort of like like art style with the courage of carly dog like expressions and to that like really like radical but like kind of crazy hectic but wacky like soundtrack there is there's like a sample almost akin to like that one from lisa the painful where you use that like the what was it julie from from uh what's it called suikoden no suikoden what's that bad game that's like i made and the third one came out recently and was like donkey player oh, Shenmue. Uh, Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah. <laughs> there's something akin to that with the <laughs> there's something akin to that pizza tower, I feel like. And it's in it's like throughout the entire DNA. If you look through the soundtrack right now of Pizza Tower, it's a big soundtrack. Every level is distinctive and shit. Like, dude, there is a moment, there's a level called war. I won't tell you when you get to this level, but it's just called war. And the guitar just shreds it. For a moment I was like, is this a nineties rock song? moments where i'm like this is like very very 90s like reminiscent and then you have the entire end game of unexpectancy part one part two part three like dude there's a reason why on like the artists like uh top five music unexpectancy i'm pretty sure is like top 10 like it's that good so yeah you should play pizza tower and listen to the soundtrack if you don't yeah that's perfect why i didn't want to say my number three isaiah because it was pizza tower wow <laughs> like it was my top three was FF right. 60 Alan Wake 2 and Pizza Tower and Josh after listening to Payton at Origins I could like yeah I think we nailed it guys <laughs> high fives all around yeah, yeah. High yay Josh is like man I'm not gonna high five Alan Wake 2 the last time we're agreeing <laughs> this year <laughs> uh, yes yes and speaking of disagreeing we're going to our first I would say contentious category <laughs> And that is the most disappointing 2023. And again, these are our personal picks. So, you know, it very much depends what we're looking forward to and how a game came out. But yeah, uh, most disappointing game, Colton. Ooh, it's a lot of pressure being first every time. I should say Fortnite. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it. It keeps, it keeps <laughs> yeah, me alive. Thrive on it. <laughs> uh, my first one is without a doubt Starfield for me. I just, I really wanted to like it more. I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it completely there were parts i did dislike though but i definitely didn't hate it but i i wanted to 
and I I was going into the game kind of trying not to get my expectation. I I felt like I had my expectations pretty pretty moderately set, and they I felt like they still didn't get met. So yeah. I just I mean, without a doubt, that was my biggest disappointment this year. I don't think yeah. you're alone on that one. <laughs> the internet is yeah. anything to go by, but yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I don't think it's the worst game this year or anything crazy like other people will tell you. Right. Um, all right, Starfield. Uh, Josh, most disappointing okay. game. I would have picked Starfield, mm-hmm. but I think that, like Colton was saying, my expectations weren't super high. I was like... I, I barely liked Fallout 4. I hated Fallout 76. I was like, you know what? If it's a crap game, I, I kind of saw it coming. So th- the game that truly disappointed me was the game that everyone was hyping up for years. And it's most people's game of the year. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Wow. That's saying a lot. Well, explain yourself, Josh. I, I, I probably should explain that. Um, <laughs> Since you're the only one who played it this year, too. <laughs> yeah, it's... um, I, I, It's bad. Like I, Okay. It's so good at one thing, and this is why everyone likes it. It's so good with, with its writing and its dialogue options. It's, it's such a great RPG in that sense. Every other aspect of the game is not... It, it it doesn't surpass like mediocre in any of the other aspects. Like, sure, it's pretty sometimes, but then a lot of the times, it kind of chugs. It, it kind of looks like 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 you get a lot of pop in. Like, it's not a a super pretty game most of the time. Um, on top of that, the combat is abysmally boring. It even I think for even like strategy fans, you're not gonna find all that much depth in that combat it's very loose and it's it's of course uh you know dungeon and dragons combat system and, well the whole rpg system you know copied and pasted it over and it's rough guys like it's if you want to play like a game for good like tactical combat or you're really into like getting cool gear and like leveling up and doing cool things with uh new abilities I don't think this is the right game. But if you really love, uh, you know, horribly, uh, if you really love like horribly thought out characters that are, are extremely well written, then this is the game for you. Okay, Josh has said mm. his piece. I, I don't know. I should have had Josh go last in this one. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. I don't feel as strongly about mine, but I know mine will at least be contentious among, at least maybe among you guys, but in general. So here I go. Um, my most disappointing game this year is Diablo 4. Mm, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. So Diablo, just for reference, you know, I I never I, I played a little bit of Diablo 2, but not enough to ever get a feel for it. So I'm not like old school fan, but I did, however, play a lot of Diablo 3 uh, once it came to consoles. And I thought that game, like the pacing of it, the, the way you get your abilities, the gear, um, the multiplayer experience, like everything in that game, like felt really right like it wasn't trying to be anything it wasn't and it it hit just like a really good balance of just giving you that like dopamine rush you know just a little trickle 
and yeah. um and so i was really you know between diablo through we had stuff like destiny which i always like was like yeah you know destiny is like a really good diablo with guns and so after all these years coming to to diablo 4 and all its pre-release like i heard nothing but great things during previews um and looking at it i was like wow like it looks like a much bigger thing you know we were just coming off of elden ring when we were getting previews and they were like yeah you know you're gonna have this big open world there's gonna be like roaming bosses like that other players can come and help you defeat you can you know play with the other other players they don't have to be on the same screen like it's crossplay. like i'm like man this this game could be like really special like really special and when i when we got it uh originally it was with the intention that me and sam were gonna play through it because i was like oh this might be a good game for me and her to play because we played some of the minecraft dungeons and i was telling her i was like you know it's good it's it's no diablo you know so maybe once that comes out we'll we'll get on xbox and so so you can play with me and um my my biggest disappointment with it, it for a game that's so big like land wise and um just like area wise and content wise it's just it just felt so small and it, i think there's some real progression issues like i think me and sam it's not like we grinded for hours you know it's not like we were in the first area doing every dungeon but i hit the end of my skill tree before i even like hit the second chapter you know and wow. i was just like ah there's like not much to keep me going like there's like the little benefits like the gems there's always like the like the loot rush but every time i'd get like a really great piece of loot it would immediately get leveled out um i thought it was really easy and kind of like a turn it that kind of turned me off because uh you know we bumped it as much as we could um and even with sam who's not like you know, she she it it takes her just a little bit longer because she's not you know she hasn't played every game under the sun, like, like some of us. But even then, I was like, wow, this is kind of like breezy, but it's not like engaging. So, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with Diablo Four. I I think I beat the first chapter, and it's not like I was like, oh, I'm done with this game. It just like I moved on, and I I never felt the need to come back, which which sucks because it was one of the few few games this year that we all got. You know. Yeah. Um and yeah, and so I was I was pretty disappointed that there wasn't more depth and and it was kind of like the open world is kind of like a facade to me almost, you know? And it's just like I there's nothing interesting going on in this open world where I'm like, wow, that was cool. Like that has me really interested interested to yeah. like see what's out there or you know, I, I so yeah, it, it's not the worst game in the world. It truly isn't, but for as much as I love, I love Diablo three and like respected what it did and compared a lot of stuff against it. Like I would still say, Hey, you want to play Diablo? Let me, let me tell you Reaper souls is a freaking amazing yeah. game. So, yep. Diablo four, uh, Isaiah most disappointing I I, game. I don't know about you two, Josh and Troy. Y'all two very, I seem very passionate with how you approached it. I'll be real with you guys. My most disappointed game is Sonic Superstars, and I haven't even played it. I'm mostly just disappointed <laughs> because of, because of the soundtrack is just not Sonic. It's just like I feel like with every game that comes out, you can confidently say at least two of the aspects of Sonic has always like stood out: the art style, the aesthetic, and like overall always the soundtrack. Like that is something that fans have like always reliably like like leaned on when if a game were to come out and it would not do as well 
and superstars. I, I, tell me why we go through like an amazing like jungle hybrid song from T Lopes, and then I listen to one of the more like long, longer standing like a. Uh, composers, musicians in Sega and Sonic Team, and I hear Genesis like sound by sound fonts. I I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 not my favorite. And it isn't and it especially is not my favorite because like think back to Sonic 4 in episode one and two from like 2010, 2012. Uh not that great soundtracks because again, I feel like the sound font just doesn't fit and i feel like there's a clash with sonic superstars with identity and it's like i i appreciate if like this game had a more consistent style of its music or at least had better instrumentation it's not a terrible thing to have different sound fonts i just don't think sometimes they clash well with their melodies and superstars is, is that however colton i forgot about starfield I did play Starfield for like an hour or something, and I didn't care for it. I deleted it. So I, if, if I were to pick a game that I actually did play and is my disappointing game of the year, it's it's Starfield. It's definitely Starfield. Yeah. I could not give any more less of a shit for another RPG right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I would say as far as Sonic Superstars, like soundtrack, like you're right, it's uninspired. In a lot of ways, and like you know, you said they used a Genesis font. If they did a Genesis font and did it right, made it sound yep. like like real nasty, like those original ones are, which which I yeah. love. I love the sound of those original games. But they 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 picked they picked one that was like Genesis like, and then didn't do anything interesting with it, um, even instrumentally. Yeah, no, there's Sonic Superstars has apparently is a pretty good game because they use the engine that matt whitehead made so it plays okay just because its base is solid but uh the aesthetic uh, i mean immediately i looked at that aesthetic and was like "Mm, that's i can i can understand great um and the music the music was a surprising thing for me like you said isaiah like if anything even when we were looking at sonic uh uh, what do you call it? Sonic Frontiers? I went back to that soundtrack and I was like, "There's some like actual bangers in here." Like, Otani did a, stuff. a great job in the soundtrack of Frontiers. You know? I, I I go back to it constantly. Yeah, so you know, as as much as I'm like, eh, I'm don't not feeling these modern Sonic games, but I can at least be like, "But that soundtrack really good." But, yeah, yeah. That's, so I that, get it. it. I get it. It's the same argument as, with like RPGs and stuff, like with the soundtrack. Like it makes or said, breaks the experience. And with, yeah, that's what I said earlier. Like a Sonic game without a a good art style and a bad soundtrack. That that is not that is not a Sonic game I want to even no. play or look at. <laughs> you know, like that's rough, especially for a two D Sonic game. That's really yeah. rough. But um. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got we got that out of the way right at the beginning, so we can talk about games we like again. How's that sound? Yay! Yay. All right. Well, here we are. We're here. These are the top games of 2023. We are going to start in ascending order. So, Colton, I'm going to have you start with your number ten. My number ten is a game me and my wife played together. Uh, anytime I was playing, I was playing with her. I was I was enjoying myself. I didn't get that far. Uh, I, I'm thinking we might get back to it at some point in the future. But, uh, you know, it just it didn't stick with us as much as I was hoping it would. And that is Diablo 4. All right. Diablo 4. I mean, hey, it's in your top 10. So it did something for you. It did. It made it 
I made it up there. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Josh, let's see your number 10. Oh, uh, yeah, I just talked about this one recently. Bayonetta Origins. Woo! It is such a charming game. The music, obviously. The art style is like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, the voice acting. There's only a couple of voice actors, but it's read in like a storybook fashion throughout the whole game, and it's very, very good. And the combat is good. Not great, but it's good. So you should try it. Did it uh, wash the bad taste, uh, the Bayonetta 3 bad taste out of your no. mouth enough to try it's Bayonetta 2? such a good 2? point. I tried Bayonetta 1. I hated it. Um, so, so far, I haven't played Bayonetta 2 yet. Bayonetta oh Origins gosh. is by far my favorite Bayonetta game. Okay, wow. one of these days, Josh, you need to try 2. And you need to get back yeah, with we'll me. We'll see. So, oh my god. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so my number 10 is interesting. My number uh, 10 game, so we waited a month, and I tried to play, like, get my hands on a lot of different things. Um, I think I tried, like, uh, oh, what's the Puppet Souls game? Wow, 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 wow. Um, Liza P. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, I tried Liza P. I tried Redneck 2. I tried, like, I tried a lot of different games, and this is the only game post-2023 that made it into my list at number 10, and that is God of War Valhalla. And yeah. it is Whoa. a standalone piece of DLC. So I, I'm counting it in my book. It counts, okay? Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a different thing on a menu. But uh, yeah, God of War Valhalla really surprised me because it was something when it was announced, I was like, eh, you know, like I had mixed feelings about uh, the, especially the ending. It's not the whole game. Like it was my number five last year, Ragnarok. But if you guys remember, the biggest thing I said about it is like, man, I felt like, that ending battle was so anticlimactic the way they ended like Kratos' yeah, story yeah. i was just like that's how we're ending this like this is weird like i i don't think a third game would have been the right way to go because i was kind of you know by the third opener world area i was like okay i'm ready to i'm ready to beat this game now <laughs> you know um so uh God of War Valhalla, just to, just to sell you on it, it's it's Hades. Like, whatever they were developing, obviously a lot of people on the dev team were playing Hades. It takes every... It, the inspiration is very much apparent, but it's not a bad thing. It, it's, um, it, it's a pretty condensed experience. I think I got done in like four hours, but all the story beats and all the like characters they bring in, um, how they bring them in, in like really creative ways. Uh, the way uh, Valhalla works is it gets to bring like a lot of Kratos's past to him without kind of breaking the canon. So you get a lot of like, it, it's a real treat for people that play the older God of War games. Like you'll see old characters you never thought you'd see in, you know, the Norse mythology kind of, kind of uh, God of War era. And yeah, it was just really satisfying. I love the way it made you switch up your weapons. And there's a really good, really, really good moment at the end that like if that was the last time we ever saw Kratos in like a real way, like in a game or just in general, I would be like happy. I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, I can put this character to rest now. Like, yeah, I'm excited to see what's next. So yeah, it's just uh, it's the ending Ragnarok deserved. And I think, uh, you know, yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad I played it. That's awesome. I actually love that. And I'm excited to play it myself eventually. And I feel like when we come back to, when we get to 2025, we talk about 2024, 
I think God of War Ragnarok and Valhalla will be back in my conversation. Okay. Um, Good to know. Um, so, even though this is at number 10, let it be known, I still love this game. It, it's my t- number 10. Like, it's still top 10, of course. And it feels kind of bad that's this low because I did not give it that much time. If I were to spend more hours mastering the levels and like getting the achievements, I promise you it'd be higher. It'd be like neon white tier. In that case, I already spoiled it. It's Pizza Tower for number 10. I benched it, as you know, like last half of the Wednesday. <laughs> You're doing it again. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think... Every level felt so distinctive and like unique in their own way where I was like, oh, yeah, this is part of the cheese world. This is part of the uh, the oregano world. This is part of the 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 noise world or like um, the mimic world. And and every like level of like the tower you climb, I, I was like, despite me like trying to rush, like beating the game and like binging it, I was still like, hold on. I know I can go to the boss right now, but let me do this other level. And I, I do it. And I'd be like, Hey, that was actually pretty fun. And every gimmick is unique. Every, every like song is like sticks out to you a bit. And like, and of course like Papino, like the, the main character, like his expressions there. I love them. And like, they even do like a cool thing. I, I like to spoil this one thing. You get to play as another character. And I think in the third or fourth world and, and the game will be like, all right, switching over to this guy. And it's like, Whoa, you got a completely new moveset. You can work with like different kind of sauce, my guy. He's also a chef. He's cool. His name is Gonzo. And he's a guy, he's got a rat as a friend, and he's cool. Play pizza time. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah, I played I played a little bit of, I probably played a couple hours of pizza oh. towers. Like, wow, this is really cool. So I'm sorry. One, one it's not Gonzo. Days. Yeah, you should get to be playing hey, that. Dude, but did it, you even play the game? You got the name wrong? It's Gustavo. That's why I like his name so much. It's Gustavo. <laughs> okay, Gustavo. Gonzo, like the Muppet. <laughs> That's what I picture. It's like, it's Gonzo. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, Pizza Tower number 10. I, I, Yeah, that's interesting, Isaiah. I, I, I get why you prefaced it, because I would have imagined that was higher on your list. So I'm interested to see the rest of your list now. Like, remember? Very interesting. First level four. Um, I know, I know. All right, cool. Uh, Colton, we are back to you at your number nine. All right, now I will say Diablo 4, number 10 on the list, didn't finish it. There are a lot of games in my top 10 I did not finish. So That's be prepared good. for this is another game I did not finish, but I had a lot of fun with. But for some reason, I I think I looked it up. I got like 80% through, and then I was like, ah, I, you know, I'm so close to finishing it. I'll just go play Rocket League. I did that a lot this year. I thought about the same a lot. I was like, I need to go finish it, but I just... I really enjoyed it, though, and that game is Hi-Fi Rush. I was really, really liking the gameplay. I thought it was really fun. Uh, cannot for the life, for the life of me, tell you why I didn't go finish it. Uh, I remember the last level I beat. I was kind of. It was one of the. I don't even remember what I was doing, but I was. It was. It was aggravating. I don't know what was going on, but I just remember being so frustrated with the level. And I think I got done with the level, and then I put it down, and then I don't think I ever picked it back up. But that's not to say I didn't have a lot of fun with the first, like, you know, a big portion of that game. So that's it's why certain, I it number nine. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's we'll, certainly we'll unique. talk more about Hi-Fi Rush for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. All right. Cool. Uh, Josh, you're number nine. Oh, boy. My number nine, I've heard called one of the best puzzle games of the year. 
Oh, Ong. Ah. Now it's I disagree true. with this because I don't think it's much of a puzzle game. The game is Chance of Sinar. Oh. Mm. I've huh. huh. Yeah, so it's it's silly that people call it a a puzzle game because what you're basically doing is walking around a world in kind of an adventure game style. It's not point and click, but it might as well be. All you're doing is gathering pieces of information and taking it to a certain place to essentially, you know, unlock the next area. So there's not a whole lot of puzzle solving. You are kind of trying to, quote unquote, learn the language. But in reality, you're just, I don't know, it's not a puzzle. You're just kind of... Uh, trial and error kind of finding out oh does this word maybe mean this and it's like oh yeah it kind of does kind of mean that and then you're like well then i kind of know what this means so it's kind of like having these um, it's kind of like a logic puzzle like a logic puzzle kind of thing then yeah i guess in my mind because it's not that challenging of a logic puzzle or like a word puzzle or anything like that it's just kind of you're getting these partial keys that if you have an ounce of like brain cells, you'll probably figure it out. Anyway, I don't want to be super negative on it. It's, it's super fun. I just don't consider it to be that great of a puzzle game. And it's a, it's a really interesting world and it tells a cool story. So play it if you like adventure games. Yeah. And, and now that and I'm looking language. at screenshots, I have seen screenshots of this game. It's very pretty. It's yeah. very, very. I don't think I ever looked into like actual like. I don't think I ever clicked on a video specifically though. I, I found <laughs> the the spelling of it. It's it's. I yeah, just yeah. fixed it. Um, oh, <laughs> but uh, cool. I would not have been able to guess that spelling. Yeah, no, I didn't. I I didn't even know you said chance. I thought you said chance. Of, yeah, and I was like, I what? Uh, but okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. It looks cool. I, I like that art style. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my number nine is a game I played early this earlier this year while everyone else was playing another game. Um, but <laughs> and that is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, and uh, Star mm. Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, hits my top nine because I think it is one of the best. 3d platformers of this year specifically um that is the part of the game that stands out the most the combat is fun it's flashy it's still like Mm -hmm. imprecise and it's kind of some of the same problems i had with the original um i know for a fact i didn't get the most out of it i could have because i did not do like a ton of side missions and stuff and i know they did a lot of good character work and i i do appreciate that but just on the mere fact that i think like 3D platformers are so hard to do. They're not easy. And to get ones that do as much as Star Wars Jedi Survivor trying to do while not be in the genre is kind of crazy. Um, And so, yeah, I I think the game is awesome. I think it's just so fun to control. And it is very much uh, the studio that makes it. This is what they're good at. They're good at making games with great movement in like a 3D space. And for those you... Those of you who don't know, they make Titanfall Apex Legends. So um, that's the reason that game feels amazing. <laughs> so it's no surprise. But yeah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, Isaiah, number nine. I like to preface this and say um, this game is going to have, I think, six more months of development and updates. And it's an early access. So I'm going to count this game as like continuous. So if it comes into my 2024 discussion, of like, what game of the year? It might come back up. 
I'm putting. Yeah, damn right I am. (laughs) I am putting down Lethal Company. I haven't had a multiplayer game where I have said, oh, I'm buying this for my friend right now. And we're all going to play it. We're all going to have so much fun. Whether it's modded or vanilla, this game is special. It's one of the few multiplayer games since like Left 4 Dead 2, I feel like, is like where we could all just hop on, just like have some fun. Where the idea of grabbing loot in a facility and surviving the horrors of the unknown from the outside, of like, I don't know, giant earthworms, a blind dog, a, yeah. a Slitterman-esque character ready to snap your neck at every given moment. Like, it is so unique in style and, like, sound design and, like, just, like, just playing it. I It is so fun and replayable. I will give two notes, however. First off, this game was obviously inspired by Phasophobia. The creator himself, I feel like, have made like allure allude to the idea and i would like the idea of there being like a bigger like player lobby like phasophobia i want to i want the idea of keeping my stuff what even after losing um a quota and second of all the first part's like, probably not gonna happen but i do want this second one to happen i want there to be an ultimate goal to the game let there be a chance where you can be like, okay, it's like COD Zombies, but like in COD Zombies, you can still end the 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 game by doing a, a certain number of tasks, and it's like Easter eggs and shit. I want that for Lethal Company, and so far from like what a, I'm seeing, like a secret ending, like a like yeah. yes, you can keep doing quotas, but you can also like stop, like you can actually end the game in the correct way, and I want that right now for this game by the end of development. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would say Lethal Company was some of my funner, my funner, <laughs> some of my <laughs> most fun moments of the year. <laughs> and and it's funny you say that, Isaiah, because it wasn't you, but someone else was like, I we need to play this game and bought the game for me to play. So it's yes. funny that you say that because that's literally what happened to me. So cool, cool. Um, all right, uh, Colton, you're number eight. Oh God, back to me. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, my number eight is another game I wish I could play, or sorry, I wish I could finish. I just, I just, I couldn't dedicate so much time into it that I finished it, but I did put 45 hours into it, and it's Octopath Traveler 2. It is so, I love it so much. I knew that uh, once I got really into Octopath Champions of the Continent, which is their mobile version of Octopath, uh, I noticed such a such an improvement with the uh with the story writing and i only did one of the i didn't even i mean there's like a lot of steps like just to do one like specific campaign in that game takes forever so i didn't do all of that but i did like a major part of one of the quest lines in that in the mobile game i said oh my god that story was way better than anything in octopath traveler one so i had i had relatively higher hopes for octopath traveler two than i did for the first one and so far, I think I've done, I've done three chapters for all eight characters, and two of them I've done the fourth chapter. So I've done a good amount, and so far the story writing is so much better. They actually, a lot of people's main complaint with the first one is, you know, oh, you have the eight, these eight people that come from very different parts of the world and have very different backgrounds. They're all working together, but like their quests never actually like 
mingle you know it never feels yeah. like oh you never have like a traditional jrpg party yeah you know there there's still like moments like that where like obviously the you know this guy who got framed for killing his wife and child is trying to get back you know at the other scientist that framed him so like you know you go to a town and it's pretty much all him and like the cutscenes, but like but you know now that you have him in your party and you have this random girl who's a dancer who's just trying to get famous because she just wants to spread joy. You know, there you get to a town and there's like a little quest line with just them two. You know, something happens that like justifies them. So like there's a lot more of what people wanted from the first one in this one. And 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 not even including that, just the writing itself is just a lot better with a lot of the characters. So I'm really enjoying it. And it's probably going to be something that, you know, I put in, you know, three or four hours a week for this year too and hopefully finish it by the end of the year yeah it's a shame it got dropped in such a busy year and i just i i think a lot of a jrpg fans quote unquote you know i i know i wasn't alone in being pretty disappointed with the first one and that's been hard to shake you know yeah. but i would i would love a time to come back to just octopath traveler 2 and and yeah. see what I think because I, I, oh. I think it would be really cool so and I think another reason why I liked it so much is the first one well the first one was really good but like once you get past chapter two for each character the difficulty spike is crazy you have to grind like crazy in Octopath 1 uh and this one I feel like there's hardly any there's hardly any grinding you know like I'll, I'll finish one character's story and then the next one it recommends that I be like five or six levels higher and i'm like whoa that's kind of a jump but then i look around i'm like oh but the other character i haven't finished their chapter two yet and it's only recommended level seven and i'm you know i'm I'm level eight so then and by the time you finish all you know everybody's chapter two you're kind of ready for everybody's chapter three i'm like i'm not like grinding for xp like i was in the first one that that was another really big uh improvement i think yeah no for sure (laughs) you you shouldn't have to grind like that in a modern rpg unless the game is specifically telling you it's that type of game you know yeah so yeah, yeah. cool uh josh we are on to number eight. Oh boy um this is the one game i lied earlier i said i beat all these games this is the one that i did not beat yet mm. and that is because i ordered pikmin 4 at the beginning of january this year to try to you know catch up get the game played and Amazon delivered it on the 19th, I think it was. It was such... They, wow. just, they, they delayed it like four times. And I was like, please, just give me Pikmin 4. <laughs> and I'm glad I got it now. Um, obviously, it's my number eight, so I'm really enjoying it. This is the one game where I could see if I beat it, it could probably has the potential to move up. Um, it's the first Pikmin game I've played, so there's a little bit of that, like, oh, wow, cool, kind of, yeah, uniqueness. I've never played one either. I, yeah, I'm experiencing this in like a, a unique way, I guess, or that it's like more unique to me because I didn't play the first three. So I'm getting a lot of that, you know, charm, and the the world is really fun to explore because you're little. Um, but it's. It's interesting. I don't think it's very strategic so far, but I've heard that the end game is really challenging, so I'm looking forward to getting there. Um, and it's a really fun game to play, you know, just if you have, like, kids or, like, younger siblings or anything. Like, it's a really fun game to just kind of play, like, pass the controller with. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. It's good. It I have 
nothing negative to really say about it except maybe the date the day yeah i hate it the day night cycle is a bit weird it's it's fast and you but you always like go back and there's not a penalty for like not doing uh uh, not getting a lot done it doesn't really matter so i don't really see what what they're doing with that yet again that might change as i play but so far highly recommend pikmin 4 very cool all right um and it's funny because Tinykin was your number three, so I just think you have a you have a thing for getting like Alice in Wonderland. I, like, so. I, 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 right. I like I like massive tables. Um, <laughs> but, That's true. Yeah. I like the with toy soldiers on Dreamcast. Oh yeah, yes. toy commander and stuff too. Yes, all right, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them as it turns out. Um, all right, cool. Uh, my number eight is gonna be a Super Mario RPG remake. And this is a remake of a Super Nintendo game, and it was a Mario RPG made by Square Enix, or just Square at the time. Um, and they have remade it. It was a Dragon Quest team, a team that previously worked on Dragon Quest games, like handled this development. And when I tell you uh, that it is probably the best-looking game on Switch, like like the oh, really? visuals it's pushing out, um, just like up and down, it, it it's like an amazing feat um but not only that in, in a year where i was really overwhelmed by like rpgs and the time it would take to beat them um super mario rpg clocks in about maybe 12 hours and it is just breezy it's fun it's really colorful the music is amazing uh isaiah yoko shimamura of oh yeah street fighter and kingdom hearts oh, final yeah. fantasy 15 composing fame uh, did all redid the music for this so she did the music in the original and now she remastered all of it and did it and it just hits just as hard um the writing is really goofy and funny like like uh you know bowser's in your party at some point and every time like something goes wrong he has this like crying like animation that's it's very good um so yeah it, it's just like it's a, it's an awesome time it's just a really fun game that i enjoyed from like start to finish uh, it's really easy to get overpowered. It's you don't have to grind. The puzzles are are like engaging, but not too difficult. It was just like the lit, literal best RPG I could have had um, near the end of the year, and, and on a portable device that you know I wasn't looking at it and being like, I I think uh, a Super RPG remake and Metroid Prime Remastered are two of the Switch's like best looking and running games. And they just happen to come out at the end of its life cycle. And I think that's that's really neat. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend. I know it's expensive because it's a Switch game, but I highly recommend Super Mario RPG uh, to anyone, really. It's great. Um, all right. Uh, Isaiah, number eight. Okay. Uh, let me double check my note just real quick. Okay, yeah, it is. Boyos, I've been reading um, Jinji Ito. Jinji Ito's uh, Spiral uh, book, and it's another complete blast and i'm seeing so many references of it in the game world of horror and i've been really enjoying it i still hop it back in that game and do a quick run it usually the easier runs because i'm bad at it but i'm always entertained by finding new mysteries and like solving them and finding different ways to interact with the battles um specifically like the ones in the stories where it's like okay you can sure you can like 
kill this comatose body and stop like the spirit from haunting it or you can um or like you can just like sever the connection completely and you find that's you know a limb to a greater bigger like elder chore that you don't no idea about and and just overall the randomness of it the the charm of it and like overall like the monster of the week like runs basically like because like you get four mysteries to do and they're all different like monsters you get to deal with and it's always like interesting and fun and that's like the kind of appeal of Junji Ito's work is that like you read the manga and you're like wow this is crazy and then like it ends abruptly or ends like oh it was a dream or it's like oh and then like they died and like their soul became part of the sky and you see their face sometimes in the clouds that's a real thing by the way and it's like that it's really cool I really like it and uh, I think if you're a big fan of like that RPG element mixed with like ro- H- like HP Lovecraft, like horror, uh, and it's also anime-esque, um, play this game. It's a good game, but uh, it's definitely like a roguelike in, in that sense. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. it's, it's hard to <laughs> talk about it because it's a very intricate game. It's, it's but, very niche uh, as well. It's very niche, but it's my yeah. d- it's my little um my little D and D my little RPG. That, oh, that little bit though that you played with me, wait. Yeah, yeah I showed that you. Was, that was, yeah, yeah, you're right. I I thought I was mixing one of the games up, but yeah, this this is the game that you had me watch you play for like thirty minutes. It was, I mean, that sounds like a game that that I actually probably would get into one day. Like if I you know if I didn't have other games that like I really wanted to play you know first. It it looked like a really cool game. I thought that, that light tower is so iconic. Like that light tower in the game is straight up, straight out of like the Spyro book. And I'm like, oh my god, it's 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 that it's 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 the reference. Peter Griffin cutaway. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, what's your number seven, Colton? Oh boy. Hey Troy, are you still okay. Working? I'm back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep, thank keep it rolling. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> okay. So uh, my number seven is I'm I'm glad. Troy, you put it on the list because I didn't know how I didn't I didn't I mean I guess I could have asked you, but I didn't think about it till like yesterday. <clears throat> or I guess it was a Tuesday. But it's it's God of War Valhalla. Uh it being a DLC, I didn't know I didn't really know if it was, you know, allowed to be on this list. But I even if it wasn't, I was gonna have to put it on there because I I can't stop thinking about it. Like part of me is thinking seven is probably too low. Now that I, I like, I keep looking at it, and I loved every second of that game. And I've never played Hades. I knew I've I've always wanted to play Hades. It's always something I wanted to play. After loving God of War that much, or God of War Valhalla that much, it makes me want to go play Hades. But not even and like half of it was the gameplay, but the other half was just like you know, just like that dialogue between Kratos and Mimir, and and Kratos just going through some of like the past mistakes that he's made in the old, older God of War games and him, you know, talking about his regrets about it, how about so many things that he did. And then the ending of that dude was just, I thought it was so good. I've just been thinking about it. I finished it relatively recently, but I still haven't been, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it almost every day. So that is why it's my number seven. Very cool. And yes, and, and for your information too, like that's the thing with Hades too. It's all about that character and story writing. So that's what I that's I what think I've you'll appreciate too. it on that level too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, for for Kratos. Totally agree. And yes, it's your list, so I wouldn't have stopped you. Uh as long as it was 
you know, reasonably in 2023, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Josh, number seven. Mario. Mine was Mario. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, That's Mario's crazy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we are we saying that this is Super Mario Wonder? <laughs> Super Mario, uh, yeah, Bros. Wonder. I didn't play Super Mario RPG, and even if I did, I wouldn't have put it on this list. How dare oh. you? Wow. Well, because I didn't put like remakes and stuff. That is um, true. Yeah, so I don't like 2D Mario games as much as 3D Mario games. Uh, I tend to not finish them, or some of them I just haven't even played. Uh, to this day. So what puts this game on my list is that I actually completed every single level. The goat? Just, yeah, I know. It's crazy. So <laughs> I, I, I've heard a lot of like negative things about this game kind of after the fact because people are really high on it and then they're like, oh, no, it's not as good as all these old, super old games that nobody plays anymore. <laughs> but I would like to say that it's probably... It's probably the best 2D Mario game you could play now if you're just getting into to Mario. Mm. Easily. Here, here, yeah, okay, okay. I was, I was no, 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 no. I'm backing you argument. up. I'm backing you up. Sure. Um, I think the changes they made were very smart. I think it's still strange that you're racing to a flag. I feel like we could do something else at this point. But they did get rid of the timer, which is, I think, a, a very good thing. And to to compensate for that, I think they made the level shorter to to make it more of like a burst of fun instead of this like race to the finish feeling except for when uh these the special moments when it is a race to the finish um so i think it's just a very smart design they they this is the biggest twist on 2D mario uh that there has been since i would say what yoshi's island oh yeah so, yeah yeah so yeah it's yeah. super enjoyable you can be an elephant that's probably the only good power up but then you get all the the cool wonder effects and things like that. So if you haven't played it, like, what are you doing? You must just hate Italian plumbers. Shut up, yeah. dude. I'm, I, I wanted to get to it, man. I just never got to. That's uh, disappointing. Great game. Great game. Good number. Good number seven. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um. So right along those lines, uh, my number seven is a horror game that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really early in the year and easy <laughs> I was hoping you catch that um, uh, and I was uh, you know it came out early this year so it might not still be on a lot of people's radars and it definitely wouldn't be on Josh's list because <laughs> the game is a oh, Dead boy. Space remake <laughs> I did play um, you did yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so Dead Space remake is great for a lot of reasons it's a perfect starting point for if you've never played a dead space game because it gives you the original dead space experience but with all the quality of life changes it comes with and all the really smart level design and power changes it, it gave you um but uh first of all the game is like gorgeous like it's an amazing looking game um, all the lighting, uh, you can't like the sound design in this game is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. It is, you know, I have I, I played a, a few horror games uh, uh, this year and, you know, uh, uh, but uh, well, OK, maybe one of them compares on the sound 
front end but uh this one like you know you just hear uh the way they designed it and it was like this in the original where certain enemies make very distinct sounds and you're like oh god i know what that is and you're looking for it to jump out or you're looking around corners and stuff and then you turn around and it's like a light fixture like swinging back and forth and you're like i see what you guys did they you know they pitched it to make it sound like one of the enemies and and there's just stuff like that all the time where you're just in that ship and there's not a moment where you feel safe you know even in areas where you're like oh look at look at like an upgrade kiosk (laughs) and then something's like a noise goes behind you and you're like god oh god so um yeah it's just an amazing looking game all the changes from the original um were were like dead on like uh for example in the original you did not have like the uh the zero gravity control you were not able to float around that was until dead space three i believe and so and so uh the the old uh the original game you were just like kind of like spacewalking on roofs very slowly and that that was how those sequences played out and so if you played this new one you'd be like well how does that game work without this because it's there's a lot of points where you're floating around in rooms and in space and it just shows that they really thought out like hey you know if we want to make this franchise relevant again like we really need to hit this remake out of the park and and they did. It, it, it's an awesome game. It looks amazing. Sounds amazing. Uh, highly recommend if you're looking for another horror game this year or next year. Yes, sir. Yeah. All Oof. right. Uh, Isaiah. Now copy and paste everything that Troy said and put it back onto my list because guess what? <laughs> Dead Space Remake is also mine. Right. Yeah, I love this game. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I, oh God, I went from like Resident Evil 4, like the original to this game and I was like, Ooh, they're the same, but like <laughs> it's like the image from like The Office, where it's like, can you the, the corporate wants us to like tell the difference between these pictures? They're the same. They're actually not. But I like to think like during my entire playthrough, I was like constantly making little like cross references to like Resident Evil and also like just that era of horror because I really liked it. I really did. But what what kept me like loving Dead Space remake wasn't because of my first playthrough. It was my second playthrough, chasing the secret ending and like discovering all of these details that you missed in the first game in the first playthrough and being like, oh, my God, that it's been staring at me in the face the entire time down to the like, dream. The chapters, the 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 one scene where you can just go to the other side of that scene if you come back to it and be like, huh. That's different. Or when you actually get the secret ending, you just I'm sorry, schizo mode. What? <laughs> it's it is so jaw dropping. Like you want to talk about like a crazy story. Dead Space remake in the Ishimura is iconic for that, dude. I love this game. And if you are like horror, you should play this game. If you like video games, you should play this game. And if you like having your jaw on the floor by like the like half of the game, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, this is that game for you too. So you should play yeah. it, and then you should replay it. Amazing uh, environmental storytelling for sure. It, for sure, the game like thrives on it. So yeah, yeah. I I forget to mention the story because I kind of knew the beats from the original, but I remember playing that original and getting towards the ending and being like, what? <laughs> that's that's yep. a, that's wild. So yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know this, Troy, but like. I, did, was the ending originally like kind of ambiguous? Uh, yeah, if I remember right. I feel like in this game they really like tidy that up. 
yeah they they may have made they may have purposely leaned into it more this time but i i need to look again because it's been a very long time since that original for me so uh yeah all right uh we are coming down to it uh colton number six all right number six and this is another game kind of like valhalla like i'm looking at it and part of me just feels like it should be higher because i i probably had the most fun with this game out of any other game this year uh and that is a lethal company hell yeah I, that game came out of nowhere for me uh i mean but immediately when i started playing it i just i thought it was one of the one of the most fun games i've played in a long time it it's just it's funny it's it's stupid and in like a funny way it's fun i don't i i it's hard to even like just talk about my favorite parts of it because really it's just like moments that happen in the game yeah you know and like like being sep- like accidentally separating from the person you're with but you can still hear them you know because the you know the proximity the proximity, chat. proximity chat is like 90 yeah. percent of the game and being able to hear your person that you just lost they're just like a you know through the maze just a couple turns ahead of you and you're like hey where are you and you hear like, you hear a faint voice but you hear like the echo of what they said and the echo reaches you and you're like oh i see something and then you don't hear anything <laughs> you don't hear anything anymore you're like hello and then you walk up on their body and you're like oh my god they died probably immediately after saying that and then like running away and then the third person you lost all of a sudden you hear him screaming from another area and you just hear an explosion and you don't hear any screaming anymore <laughs> and oh, it's like- just <laughs> Like that game is just made for little moments like that. And I think it does it better than like almost any game I've ever played. It's one of the funniest things I've ever done. Sounds like a blast. It is. It, it literally it, is. It is the definition of, <laughs> of like a good time, I think. A good multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Josh, what is your number six? Oh, Troy. I'll give you a hint. Oh. <laughs> it's a game. Where you play as a little white glowing dog. Why are you white, saying it like you're the joke? A white glowing dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is humanity. Ah. This is a, actually a puzzle game. The oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I I don't. Did you play it, Isaiah? I, I I did. These are the guys who made Tetris Effect, and I love that game. Me and Troy. I want to play this game so And bad. Humanity, I'm playing it through right now. I'm like halfway through it. But Josh, tell me what you like about this game. I, I want to hear you go off. Man, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's big dudes. There's little dudes. I, yeah. Big dudes and little dudes and big blocks. I, no, seriously. <laughs> playing as a little white dog is actually one of the highlights of the game. <laughs> It, it is. <laughs> um, it's great. You get, it's it's like a kind of a platformer in some in some puzzles. You get to kind of jump around as part kind of, of the solution. Modern Lemmings sort of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. but uh, what I think is cool is that they get really weird with it. It's you think this is what you're going to be doing the whole game, and you do you know go back to that core idea, but they get weird. You get to you know guns at some point. There's you know boss fights, and it's it's so interesting and then the music did i not i I didn't even think about this for music the music is Uh. phenomenal like it probably deserves a spot on on best music um yeah the game is just i I couldn't stop playing it i i marathoned this in like three days it was such a fun experience 
that's uh, you're a higher on it than I am. That's that's great to hear because like I feel like for me, I it was I did enjoy like the ingenuity of it and like the sound yeah. design and like the aesthetic, like everything like landed. But I feel like the actual puzzles was like, oh man, this is like a I got to get, I got to get a breather after that. Like I I remember like <laughs> being stuck for like a long time on like the third or fourth world and being like. Oh, like drain after like an hour. <laughs> yeah, there were there were memorably two puzzles that I spent over an hour on. The second one I think I spent maybe three hours on. Um, so yeah, it just depends on how much you like diving into puzzles, uh, which is why I'd say this is actually a puzzle game. If you're a puzzle fan, Humanity is the game for you. Absolutely. If you're an adventure fan, yeah. play Chance of Sonar. This is probably like one of the biggest like regrets I have is not playing this game because every time I look at it, it looks like a game I'd really like. And the, I don't know the, why I didn't try it. The funniest thing about that is the only reason I booted this up, I bought it because I swore that you told me it was fun. <laughs> and then I talked really? to you about it and you're like, I, I didn't play that. Maybe I said it looked fun. I don't know. That's probably what it was. And I'm just, and I'm an idiot. I don't know. But I'm glad <laughs> that you, you're... The dream of you spoke to me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever gets you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally have a PSVR too. I, I should try it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good I imagine it's now. good on that. I, I don't have VR, so I didn't get to experience it like that, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Because I played the uh, first few levels. I was like, that's really neat. And I need to come back to it. So might as well do that. I bought that thing. I might as well use it. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> Very good. All right. So we're down to my number six. And my number six is a game one of us has talked about so far. And that is Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, uh, so Hi-Fi Rush is... I, I'm so surprised that no one's done this sooner. Because we have the whole like decimated animation thing going on with Spider-Verse. And I would have thought by now that people would have like in the games industry would have caught on. But so far, it's just been Hi-Fi Rush and it's been Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> um, you know, the fighters uh, doing that really cool, like chopped animation style. And and let me tell you, they do it with style in here. Um, I think the cutscenes are some of like the most stylish looking like cinematic scenes I've ever seen. I like I think the writing is a lot of fun. Um, I, I think it's really clever and the main character is not as much as like a himbo as you think he's going to be, which is interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, it, it's one of those games where I'm played it and I, I, I was like, wow, this came out of left field. I'm, I'm surprised. I, I loved it as much as, as I have, but now I'm just like, man, I feel like if they made a sequel, they would have like a top three or on your hands. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I, I love all the animation work, like the way everything bounces to the beat, like literally everything. Um, the combat system is a lot of fun, especially once you get the parry and the grapple, you know, all that stuff works really well. Um, the bosses are really creative and like really set piece. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of set piece moments in Hi-Fi Rush where you'd expect, I mean, it is a triple A developer. Like let's not. It's not kid herself. It's not a uh, indie game. It's not game. an indie game. But you no, still expect. No. You still don't expect like uh, like a boss fight to hit that hard and look that visually spectacular. And um, all the stuff, all the cool stuff at base where you can upgrade and you can, uh, you know, like dress your cat up and there, there's just like a lot of cool little touches everywhere that almost remind me of like a PS2 like Ratchet and Clank game. 
you know that that's yeah, kind I of did, the vibe I it gave get, me i did get that vibe too yeah even yeah. in the writing it, it almost seems like hey if 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 in the spirit one of those ratchet and clank games were written now um and like this is a lot of how the writing would be you know probably a lot less butt jokes because those are funnier in <laughs> yeah. maybe 2003 but you yeah, know it uh but it, it's great it, it's an awesome game um I, I loved it, and I, I really... I think they will get a chance to make a sequel, and I everything else that studio has made never hit with me. I tried The Evil Within 1 and 2, and was like, meh, <laughs> you know, like super meh. Uh, uh, and so it was such a weird surprise to have that come out, and for a, for a shadow drop from Xbox, no less, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise, there's nothing else their first-party studio did that was very interesting, so... It was a cool, yeah. it was a I'm, cool surprise. And, and I'm glad you talked about it more than I, like more than I did, because I really, I didn't, I didn't give it enough praise that I, like the, anim, like the animation looked great. Like the cutscenes were phenomenal and like it did, I didn't talk enough about how good it looked because it really did. It was one of the best looking games of the year, I think for sure. Yeah. It's, it's like a really striking game. So, uh, I cannot wait for a hi-fi rush too. you know? Um, well, don't stop there because let's keep the conversation rolling. That's my number six. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love this game. And I, wanna just, I just want to build off what you said, Troy. I think Sorry, makes <laughs> that game and humanity, like just like kind of like one and one, like brother and sister, is how when a game like gives you a mechanic, they let you play with it, play time, whatever, five minutes. All right, you're done. Let's give you that. But let's give you a unique situation. And then let's give you another mechanic and let's subvert your expectation, bring back the old one, and let you play with those two together. Make it a combo, PB and J. That is my favorite thing in video games. When they give you something, they add on to it, test your limits on it, and then like twist it. And it's it's easily like the highlights of game design to me. And humanity and hi-fi rush, I feel like both do that. They do it in a way where it's like you're just not tired of it. And when you feel like you're approaching that peak, they're like, all right, boom, parrying, boom, grapple hook. Uh, you got more combos, supers. Now you can combo with your buddies, the music, the the rhythm. God, we are not giving much credit to the fact this is a rhythm-based, character-action-based video game. There has been attempts at that. Like, I forget that one game is called, but came out in 2021 and like it had a really cool like art style. And it was also a rhythm based like um, action game, but it didn't do as well. And it wasn't like executing it in like the best way possible. The, bo the bosses were like overpowered too. But this game, this game landed. It stuck the landing and, and it's like solidified like what a rhythm action game looks like. And I feel like this will set the the example and precedent for future developers who want to follow after Hi-Fi Rush. And I... Oh yeah, No Straight Roads. I think that's what the game was called. Yeah. And uh, I hope people are inspired by this game. And I hope this developer team also comes back with DLC or with like just a sequel. And I, I also want to build off what you said, Troy, about like the character, the like, like Chai, he's not a rock star. He's some like nobody who want, who feels entitled to like have that title and that idea and loves it and romanticizes it. He's a loser. He's a loser, but you grow to like him. And the developer, I think that the, the, the di director himself like like emphasized how like they had to fight for that kind of character writing because that usually doesn't really stick on paper 
when like you see you show it to the corpos they're like oh, i mean no offense to like the higher ups with like the dub team but like i oh, mean, no, like, offend them no <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't be as enticed to say like a character like Chai be like, I don't know, will he sell well? Will he advertise well for our game? And the, the director is probably like, yeah, I think he will. I think the way we write him was, we'll do that. And I think they succeeded. And I'm excited for to see that growth with Chai and the team or a new team in the next game. And that's it. I, yeah, I will say legitimately funny too, which is yes, hard to it, do. Oh my very God. funny. Uh, I would say it's definitely uh, it's definitely not like when we're talking about like biggest disappointments of the year, like as a game. But I do think one of the biggest disappointments, like not as a game, but just like as a concept, the the fact that it is a game about music. And I don't think anybody even, you know, I feel like it didn't make top music of the year at all. Not for I, me personally. I agree. I I agree. I think it's more the how the mechanics work with the music they yeah. have. But it yes. wasn't like it wasn't like oh man, that's like that is like a persona level soundtrack right I, there or anything. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I listened to the full soundtrack like as full as I can get, and it was a lot of like well, I felt like white noise. But then I remembered no. But in the moment when I was playing it, I loved it. I loved the synergy with the combat and the music. I loved how they clash well. It's like in Sonic Riders Zero Gravity when you do like the zero gravity, it changes the music and then like speeds it up as you burst into speed. It's like that. But at least in the soundtrack, it did show that. But in this soundtrack with Tie Fi Rush, I don't think they really showed that well. Yeah. And it, it makes Our, sense. You know, like that boss battle where you're fighting on the literal concert stage and like, yeah. like that, that battle is like super bombastic and works. It works in the game better than it does separately, you know? Yes. And I think that's its problem there. But that it's not necessarily a make or break for that game. But yeah, apparently the only uh, other people taking stop motion seriously is Hideo Kojima with that freaking puppet. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. God, do I have to play that? I now, now part of me is like, maybe you have to actually play Death Stranding. I'm like, God, I was so, I was so at peace not playing that game, and now looking at the trailer, I was like, dude, that was the most Metal Gear thing I've ever seen in my freaking life. I have to play this. So, it, it dragged right. the director's cut. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. All right, cool. Yes, Hi-Fi Rush. I, I, Isaiah, I'm just gonna keep stealing your thunder down the line. It, that's not true. <laughs> After this point, I doubt too many things we'll see buddy <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see all right uh colton number five uh well, so first of number... all do you guys want to take a slight break or do you want to you want to go all the way through i uh, can, go, I can use a break to go pee okay we go will pee. take yeah. a quick break and we'll be back quick editor's note here uh we are splitting this episode into two parts because it went way longer than intended but in a good way so uh, our next episode it should be coming out at the same time, so you should just be able to jump to our top five. So we'll see you there. Yeah.